Welcome, everybody, to the ESIS Dental Solutions MBA podcast. I'm your host, John Stamper. Join me as I spend time with some of the amazing experts in our dental profession and talk all things business of dentistry. They're going to share some of their thoughts, some of their challenges, how they overcame them, what things were like for them in 2020, and some awesome solutions for you as you look to refine the business part of your practice. Stay tuned. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode here in the E-Assist Dental MBA podcast. I'm your host, John Stamper, and we are going to continue spending time with some of the amazing people in dentistry around the topic of business in dentistry, right? The E-Assist team is very important to them that we continue to bring on individuals and talk about this very important topic in regards to dental practice. So very honored and excited today to have Jonathan Moffitt, who is the founder and CEO of Aligned Advisors. How are you doing, Jonathan? Doing good, John. Thanks. How are you? I'm doing awesome. Thanks for coming on and carving out a little bit of time for us today to talk business. Uh, before we do that, would love to have you share with everybody a little bit about your story, your journey um, as a financial advisor. But I think what's really cool about your story as I was going through it is this parallel with dentistry and a little bit of your history along those lines. Yeah, no, I'd be happy to. Um, you know, I, I, as a kid, I always, my dad was a financial advisor. And so as a kid, I always remembered uh, my dad was always, would always be at like our soccer games or activities, outings. We, my parents would take vacations pretty frequently. And I always thought that was really cool as a kid. Like I remember at a really young age being like, I want to be in business for myself. I didn't really know what that meant at the time, but I just, I knew I wanted to kind of have that structure that my dad had because he was always off doing stuff. Uh, you know, Fridays playing golf every, every Friday, you know, they were just always, you know, and I, I was very attracted to that lifestyle. And so um, when I went to, to school, to college, I went in initially with, you know, finance and um, I actually came out of school. Actually, while I was going to school, I'd come home in the summers and I'd work with my dad and his firm and I got all my licenses and started building a book of business. And a few years into that, about eight years into that career, I, I, I started to realize that um, I didn't like, there were a lot of things I didn't like about the way that that industry worked. Um, I felt like there was a lack of transparency between myself as an advisor and the client, right? And to this day, you could ask most, most people, what do you pay for money management or what do you pay in commissions to that policy you just bought? We don't know. It's not just really disclosed. And they're trying to change that. And I think that that's good, but that never sat right with me. And so uh, the kind of, for me, the, the, the moment in time that caused me to pivot to something else um, was we were, I was working with a client. He was a dentist, actually still a client of ours today. And he wanted to buy this building, the, the building that his practice was in. He had the opportunity to buy the building. And we were like, and so he were talking and I was kind of helping him make that decision. I said, Hey doc, this is a great, you, sh you should definitely do this. This is a great opportunity. And so uh, we, we pulled some money out of one of his accounts to put as a down payment and to buy the building. And, and I got a call from kind of our back office manager and he said, Hey, I noticed, you know, so-and-so just took a pretty sizable amount of money out. And I walked this you know manager through what we had just done. And 
basically he he was really upset with me and he was like you know you could get in you can get in trouble for this and you could we could ding your license and all this stuff and i remember sitting there thinking like but this is a good thing for the client you know this is like how many doctors love to own their building that their practice is in i mean every hand would go up right and we to the clients all the time if you have the opportunity to buy the building you're practicing in, it's it's almost always a great idea right and so I, that never sat right with me i'm sitting here thinking but this is a good in the best interest of the client yet i'm getting in trouble from my you know back office manager and so i'd almost left the industry in fact I, I i was just newly married i went back to my wife and i said hey um I'm not having fun anymore. Every time I meet with a client, I'm feeling pressure to kind of sell them something. I, I don't like that. Um, I just, there's a lot of things I didn't really like. And so I was ready to leave the industry. And I happened to come across a guy's website who I reached out to and I started talking to him and he had built a firm in Houston, Texas that was really different. And I was really attracted to that. And so we actually don't, when people ask me what I do, it's funny. My wife, always laugh. She's like, I never know what to tell people you do. Cause I don't tell people that I'm a financial advisor. I actually, uh, it's kind of a bad word, right? So, cause really what we do is not that what, what, what I ended up doing was building a firm that didn't charge commissions, didn't charge fees, didn't take, uh, um, you know, referral fees or commissions, just truly, it was all completely focused around the client and their goals. And then putting in place an, an action, an action plan, a very, specific step-by-step -step action plan and then um basically overseeing the implementation of that action plan and so mm -hmm. where that's really unique and different a lot of times i'll get the question asked uh, how are you different than you know anyone else out there and i always say mm -hmm. there's two things that make us really different one our team our internal team of subject matter experts so um they're they're, the way that they work together and we collaborate for the clients and the first time ever for a lot of these clients, it's the first time they've had, you know, their, their CPA, their attorney, their insurance mm -hmm. person, their money manager, everyone talking and working and communicating at once on behalf of the client. So now you have a situation where these doctors want to make a decision, whether it's to buy a building or buy additional practice or sell their practice. And instead of feeling like they have to make that decision on their own, they literally have this team of, subject matter experts that come together and start bouncing ideas off each other. And well, how's that going to impact from a tax standpoint? How should we finance it? Right. And so that's a really unique part. And the second, the second thing that's really unique about how we, what we do is it's very common when you, when these doctors meet with their advisors, whether it's a CPA or whoever, that the action items or the things that need to be done often get pushed back onto the doctor's plate to do. Right. So we call, I call this reverse delegation. Hmm. Right. It's put back onto the doctor's plate. And, and a lot of times because that happens, it doesn't get done because these doctors are busy. They're running a business. They're running a practice, right? They're doing the administrative, the HR, all these pieces that they're doing. And so these action items that are really important that they happen because that's how the doctors are going to make progress rarely end up happening because it gets put back onto the doctor. And so what we do is we take those action items and we – we, we take those off the doctor's plate. So we are the ones who actually oversee the implementation to make sure that those action items actually get done and the doctors realize the, the, the progress and the benefit of, of having the advice and the advisors that they're paying for. 
Yeah, I think it's interesting. You know, you would, you know, that decision you talked about of exclusively wanting to work with dentists, orthodontists, and, and the like, or what have you. Uh, I, you know, I think you just summed it up right there, which is which is really the value of of, of what you guys do. They're busy, right? They're, they're, I mean, we hear it all the time, Jonathan. As you know, many cases they're doing what they can to manage the clinical aspect of their practice, not to mention the business side. And so, and then you know, another third level, which you know, you guys deal with on a day to day basis, is it, there's more than just the business side, right? They're like what you do. There's the planning of it. There's the understanding how things are moving on a weekly basis. I I, I think about last year. I think about all the changes that that they had to go through in regards to PPP, just all those little things that are changing a dynamic on a weekly basis um, that I can imagine are so valuable from a business perspective that it's, it's more than business. It's, it's on top of that. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. And look, it's a great, it's one of the reasons we love to refer over to eAssist because you guys, eAssist does such a great job of taking that piece, which is such a big piece off of the doctor's um, hands. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about, I mean, certainly um, you've done some great work, you and your team and, and, and your advisors to get to this point, right? To, you know, serving the, the community as a whole, the dentistry community. Uh, what, what, what are some of your plans moving forward? What's your vision? You know, now that you've been able to see, like you talked about, I love the story of, of helping that client, you know, make that decision on the real estate side and, and, and your vision now. But what's next for you from a business perspective of where you see the opportunity to help the industry? Yeah, great question, John. So like you mentioned, you know, we weren't untouched by by 2020 um, with coronavirus. Um, you know, we do a lot of speaking. Uh, I'm part of the faculty over at DBI, Henry Shines Dental Business Institute. Um, we do a lot with other groups in, within dental, um, you know, DEO, uh, you know, Dykema, those all those kind of, kinds of events that are really kind of at the forefront of where our industry is heading. And I do a lot of speaking and a lot. Of, so all that was put on hold last year, right? It was like, hey, we know you had all these great plans to travel and speak, but that's all put on hold. So, so we're actually really excited. We're coming up with what's interesting is one of the first goals. So one of the first conversations we have with doctors is about their goals. What are your goals, milestones? What are things you want to accomplish over the next five to 10, 15 years? And it's a conversation we love having with with doctors. And what's interesting is there's a recurring theme. Almost always, if it's not number one, which it almost always is number one, it's definitely number two. And it's this goal and this idea of stepping away from the chair. So a lot of these doctors, right? So it goes back to kind of what my, my observations were of my dad as a kid. My dad was able to step away and travel and do things with the family. Well, these dentists, that's really hard because if they're not hands in the mouth doing the dentistry, a lot of times their practices aren't making money. A lot of our clients are have you know more than one location or they have associates or they have a, a single location that's very large. And so this, this goal that a lot of them have stepping away from the chair is a reoccurring theme. And so this year we're actually really excited. We're shooting an eight series video. Um, we're ramping up a bunch of marketing on what is that blueprint or what is it that actually has to happen, not only on the, in your practice, but on the personal side so that you can actually step away from the chair. And what's interesting too is that stepping away means something different to each individual. Stepping away may mean for one doctor selling completely. It may mean bringing in an associate or a partner. It may mean buying another practice or so that they can step away from the clinical side and go more to the mentoring and managing side. And we help clients through every one of those avenues. We help them come up with a plan, come up with the specifics of how they're going to achieve that. 
Um, but ultimately, so they can see a clear path of how they can step away, whatever that, whatever stepping away means for them. So we're really excited about that program. We're going to launch that here probably next month. Yeah, I love that. And I would have to imagine, Jonathan, that not only did you have to pivot with your team last year, as did a lot of dental practices, right? Um, they're still doing a lot of the same things. But, you know, as, as I have had the opportunity to speak with a lot of dentists from last year, you know, it, it, it was an eye opener for a lot of people, right? It was uh, some of those things that whether it be companies that were offering ideas of how they could add technology to their practice, or in the case of what you do, you know, things in, around their financial plans and their vision and their goals. And, you know, just something about some of the things that happened last year that really had a lot of them open their eyes and realize, wow, this is important. I need to pay attention to this maybe more than I did. So really exciting that you guys have, have put those pieces together. So as we wrap uh, I'm sure you have a whole host of tips that you offer people, but is there any, maybe one thing that you could think of that just happens to be in your top of mind today on a Monday that, that you could share with, with practices owners out there that's, you know, relevant to the times that we're in right now? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, it's start with a plan. So I can't tell you how many times I get emailed text messages, whether you know, from whomever, whether they're, um, you know, clients, most of the time they're not clients, someone that saw me speak or, you know, heard me on a podcast and they say, Hey, Jonathan, we're thinking about doing this, whatever that is, right? Hey, I'm thinking about pulling the trigger and doing this. And my answer is always the same. And they want to know, what do I think? What, what do you think? What should we do? This is make sense. And my answer is always the same. What's your plan? Yeah. So the biggest thing that I think a lot of people don't do is they don't start with a very clear, thought out, well planned, right, to move forward. And so that's the that's is what I always go back to is what's your plan? If you don't have a plan, then you need to get a plan put in place. Um, you know, we talked a little bit about setting goals that and that's important. Um, I'm a big believer. Roy Disney, Walt Disney's brother has a saying, when your values are clear to you, decision making becomes easier. And so we actually start with the values, what's most important to you, and then you build the plan around that. I tell a story about how we've sat across from doctors and their spouses, and they've said, I just want to have more time to spend with my family. It's one of the first things they say, I want to have more time to you know, give back to my community, spend with my family. And then five minutes later, we're have, they're talking about how they want to go open up you know, seven to 10 locations, and they want to right? And it's like, that's, that's okay, but we yeah. have to realize First, that there may be a conflict in those two things, right? But how do you achieve this? And what's interesting too, John, is a lot of times when they say, I want to open multiple locations, when you really kind of get down into it, what they're really saying is, I want to step away. I want to do less clinical. I want to do more managing. I want to have passive income outside of my practice, right? That's what they're saying. We can break that down and say, okay, what are we ultimately trying to achieve? Okay, you're five, 10 locations. Now what, right? What are we ultimately mm -hmm. trying to achieve? What I always share is what if there's almost always multiple paths to get to where you want to go? It's yeah. just picking the right path that fits you, that fits your values and fits the things that are most important to you. Because something we've learned, I've learned over time is if there's that conflict between those values of those things that are really most important to you and that goal, one or two things is going to happen. You're either never going to achieve that goal because there's always going to be that conflict or something's going to happen along the way where you're just going to say, you know what, I, something's got to give. And it's either going to be the goal or it's going to be the values. And it's really sad when it's the values. And so we spend a lot of time with clients getting clarity around that so that they can then put together that, that action plan that helps them achieve their goals while still keeping those values, the things that are really most important to them at the forefront. 
I love that. And it's interesting because if you could share with people, Jonathan, it's, I think sometimes when you say put together, put together a plan, I think people can tend to think that it has to be massive. It has to be concrete, right? It has to have all the answers at the beginning. And as I'm sure you can attest to, sometimes it's just about getting started, right? Like, it, you know, it doesn't mean that it won't change and shift, but I think to your point, aligning their values with that plan, uh, sometimes it's half the battle. It feels like at times the amount of energy that people put on thinking they have to have everything done at the beginning, uh, which isn't always the case, right? Sometimes just some getting something started. Uh, and, and I think especially with, with like someone like yourself and your team, I would imagine that like you gave the example, right? Like even them just sharing with you that they want to open seven to 10 practices. You guys have enough experience to be able to discern from that, what that really means in regards to kind of helping them. So them identifying that, you know, if anything, is just a great first, first start. No, for sure. And, yeah. and and you're exactly right, John. You bring up a good point about the plan, right? So sometimes this plan can seem massive and you can even get to a point where you're like, I don't even know how we're going to get there. And so we, we break it down bite size. It's also why we meet with clients so frequently. So we meet with clients at least every three to four months. And honestly, with most of our clients, I'm on the phone with them either once a week or once a month with you know, in some way or, or form, helping them kind of think through that. And and we have clients that have 18 to 20 practices. And we also have clients that have one practice. And there's not one or one, one's not necessarily better or right or wrong. It just, it all goes back to what's your plan? What are you trying to achieve? What are you trying to accomplish? You know, and the other thing too, this is the other piece of advice I just thought of while you were talking was, I often will tell people, take a step back and reflect back on where you've come from. Look at where you are. A lot of times it's easy for us to feel like we're not making progress. Yeah. And, and then you just take a step back and you got to go, oh man, wasn't that long ago that I started my practice or whatever that is. But look for those moments where you can look back and reflect on the progress that you have made. And a lot, I know in my life, every time I've done that, I've always been pleasantly surprised that I'm, I'm a little lot farther along than where I maybe thought I was. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, Jonathan, thanks so much. I know the ESS team really appreciates you taking a little bit of time, coming on here, sharing your insight. Um, if you could, for everybody, um, just share uh, where they can find some more information about the great work that you guys are doing. Yeah, of course. Um, our our website is the name of our company, alignedadvisors.com. That's aligned, A-L-I-G-N-E-D, advisors, O-R-S, so A-D-B-I-S-O-R-S. I'm sure there'll be a link somewhere, John, they can find. And you're always welcome to reach out to me, Jay Moffitt at alignedadvisors.com. And we're, we're here. We love to help. We love our, we love working with doctors, dentists. Excellent. Well, Jonathan, thanks so much. Uh, you guys are doing extremely noble work, obviously not always easy when it comes to the financial stuff and a lot of those things. Uh, and somebody's got to do it and you guys are doing it and, and you've created a platform. And, and like you said, something that really um, excites you on, on a daily basis. So thanks for coming on. We really appreciate it and best of luck to you. Thanks, Sean. You guys too. Appreciate it. All right. Take care. Thanks, everybody, for listening to another episode of the eAssist Dental Solutions MBA podcast. Be sure to visit iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, whichever platform you get your podcast from and subscribe. That way, each time we put out a new episode, it will come through to your listening device of choice. Also, if you want some more information about eAssist Dental Solutions, be sure to check out dentalbilling.com. That's dentalbilling.com. Have a great day.